A podcast network. Hey, I'm Anna. And I'm Shireen. And we host Ethnically Ambiguous. And you're listening to Radio Wake Ball, hosted by Andros Jones. Radio Wake Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select With the help of our friend, Synchronicity Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake It's a Radio 8-Ball show Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, on February 25th, 2019, with our musical guest, Joe Bourdais. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Joe. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's great to have you here. You are... Yet another in our continuing series of musical guests recommended to us by the fabulous Bart Davenport. Oh, really? He never steers us wrong. He is, he never, and musically he's never steered me wrong. So I, I with the, you come with the, like the, the Bart Davenport seal of, of approval stamped upon your, uh, should, we, should, well, we, should we let the cat out of the bag? Your mustacheless lip. Right. You sure. advertise yourself as a man with a magnificent mustache. And then you show up as just a just a just a, a tall, <laughs> handsome guy, with, but with a naked lip, stamped with the approval of Bart Davenport. Not that you guys were kissing on the lips, although why not? That's right. Incredibly well, I talked hot. to my PR team about it, and they said that I could get away with it. Yeah, or and it might work. Uh, you know, in certain markets, uh, maybe best to yeah have the mustache. You went from like from Jim Croce to Keith Carradine in Nashville. Oh, you're, that's you're cool a little, too. You're a little bit too. You're not as blonde as he is, but. You know, more like a movie, more handsome, handsome guy. Rather well, than, enough about me. To get back what, to Bart. No, enough about I'm you. Really... <laughs> we're going to have Bart in later on. Enough about you. We have, we have. I hope you don't feel like this is enough about you because we're going to be doing this for the ne- next week. And so we're going to get a lot more Joe Bourdais. All right, I'm just Maybe kidding. enough about just, your mustache. We're just starting to talk about me. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, we also are going to be talking about your music. And you have eight songs on the board that are going to be the oracle fodder to our musical divinations. You know, we're going to be answering these questions from many friends of yours, a, a, a new friend of mine, as well as your own and my own question. In fact, uh, can I get can I get your question? You don't don't tell it to me. Yeah, Just yeah. hand it to me, I'm and handing it. Uh, we'll let we'll get invite the uh, paper fetishists who just to basically they tune out. After this point in the show, but they tune in just for this part, which is fine because as long as you download it, it counts. It counts to me. So Put here, a little paper wrestle on. There we go. That's that's the sound of a question that being is, mangled. That is the sound of a question on the back of a script. We'll talk about that when it gets unveiled at the end of the show as the uh, question that is, goes with the last song on the board. Now, would you mind playing me a little bit of music while I read your eight song titles? Not at all. Let's see. Let's do this guitar. <clears throat> Song number one, Sea Mist. Song number two, 
El Capitan. Song number three, Songbird, Revisited. Song number four, Come and Play. Song number five, Mantra. Song number six, Amongst the Pines. Song number seven, Whistle Stop. And song number eight, Spaceship Orion. And those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations throughout this show. Almost entirely all written by Joe. There is one, uh, there is one. Two. Two. Oh, you sneaky bastard. He snuck two covers in. Okay, but, I'm, but he's assured me they're obscure. So he's playing the, the role of, that I really appreciate of songwriters who love another songwriter's work so much that they want to get it out there in a way that maybe it wouldn't be otherwise. So I'm looking forward to finding out which ones those are. Uh, as we said, where you have your question now locked away. We're going to have mm-hmm. questions from several of your guests, and now it's time for my question, which always starts the show. The host always starts the show with their question. So sit back and get ready as I explore some synchronicities for me. And uh, yes, the mic is hot. I don't know what I'm going to say. My internal life is a complicated, controversial mess. But it's my job as the host to share it with you. So first of all, I just want to say, I don't even know why I'm prefacing it this way. I don't actually have something really intense to say, but I want to say, Joe has no idea what I'm going to talk about. And neither do I. So, well, I have a little bit of an idea. So, today we're in, we're in Hollywood, Cal- well, we're in Burbank, which is kind of Hollywood north. I feel like we're in Hollywood because we're at Starburns, because they make, like, legitimate Hollywood entertainment out of this place. Mm. So, and I work as a, when I'm, when I'm down here, not, I don't just do this podcast, I also work as a manager for, uh, at a talent agency for actors and writers and directors. So, yesterday was the Oscars which is a big, I mean, it's kind of a big deal in the world to some some people, but it's a big, big deal. It's like, it's a uh, probably the biggest yearly event in Los Angeles. Has to be. Uh, Can't imagine, me. like the Rose Bowl or, you know, there are other things that are more important to other, to, to different people. But I feel like that's, so anyway, so I, I had a couple of uh, little Oscar synchronicities. I don't know if they're synchronicities, little moments of like feeling... Like I was actually a part of it because one of the one of the clients who works for uh, who was with my uh, the company I work for wrote the movie The Green Book, so he won oh. a couple of, he won a couple of Oscars. Oh. I'm like, that's one of our clients. Congratulations up there. to him. Yeah, Nick Vallelonga. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a story about his dad, and there's all kinds of controversy about that film. You know, there's controversy about everything. I thought Black Klansman should have won just because I love Spike Lee, and I love v- we've talked we've had Viggo Mortensen as a guest before, oh, great. and I was I helped him find his. Agent, he, I introduced him to his agent when I was playing a bigger role in a film with him back in like ni- early '90s, and she's still his manager. So we, we're sort of still in the orbit. So I take a an inordinate amount of pride in that. Sure. Like it's like I feel like if I if that's the only thing, it might be the most important thing I'll I have done or will do in the entertainment business. And I did it <laughs> when I was 19 or 20 get, years old. Get just, Vigo an agent. Yeah, because yeah. like look at what he's done. It's like introducing Humphrey Bogart to his agent or Samuel sure. Jackson. Like there's people who are just at a other level of like, or oh, introducing the, the Beatles to their manager. Like it, you may not even get in the book, but for you, this <laughs> as long as you're not hung up on anything more than being able to tell the story and feel excited about it then i mean if you are wait, if, if i'm waiting around for right. someone to throw me a any 
reward for it. Yeah. yeah. The it's reward a story for the bar. The reward is getting to see that and watching that and being like mm-hmm. getting chills. And that's and we've had a you know we've had several Oscar we've because uh, Patricia Arquette's been on the show she's an Oscar nominee or Oscar winner so uh, he didn't really win but he's you know he's one he's been nominated three times now so I feel like when you at a certain point you get nominated enough it's more like you shame the institution by not winning like Paul Newman sure. people who are just like oh they haven't won yet. I feel like they're always, you know, right. If you found it's, out, it Rob, like hurts with, the institution's yeah, credibility. Like when Scorsese had gone so long without getting an award, yeah. and you're like, wait a second, Raging Bull didn't win. And right. I feel like they were like that with Spike Lee. I feel like we're at that point with Spike Lee personally, but right. And that was definitely felt last night. So I, so I was thinking about, I guess, yeah. You know, I have a really simple question. I totally, <laughs> I set this up to be so. That's in my mind, everything is controversial, but this is not a controversial question at all. It's actually very optimistic. And so we've now had two two Oscar winners who have been on the show Uh, and they were on the show before they were Oscar winners. So, well, because Vigo didn't win for the best actor, but he won his movie that he helped produce and bring like he I feel like Green Book, he won in the way that I, I like to win with Radio 8 Ball, like at the end of the show, if it's if it makes more people aware of you, mm-hmm. if you win because you were on the show, I feel like I'm a bigger winner. I, I like I like the aesthetic of being the I don't know. Does that make me like a beta or something? Like I like being in. The, I like helping. I like I like being in the place of helping That's and nice. being able to participate. Like I don't want to be in the background. I want to be right in front <laughs> helping. <laughs> so anyway, well, you're in the front of Radio Eight Ball. I am so in the front of Radio Eight Ball that I'm. That's what I do. I come right out at the beginning, and I do the opposite of a comedian's monologue. <laughs> this is just a That's funny. It's a bring down. A big a big bring down. Hey, okay, folks. That's funny. This is self-deprecating humor for those of you in Radio Land. But this is not this is not a bring down. This is actually a bring up. And that's my, this is my question for the Pop Oracle. So we've had two one legit full on she accepted the Oscar and won and one who now with three awards and in a best picture that he really brought helped bring into being uh, winning our second. I'm going to give Vicol Vigo a second Oscar winner who's been on the show. My question is who and I'm just going to assume that one of them is. Who among our previous guests will, and there's some pretty cool people in them, including Bart Davenport, because mm-hmm. a lot of musicians, who among the, our previous guests will be the next one to win an Academy Award? And now, hmm. to engage the pop oracle of Joe Bourdais' songs, I'm going to spin The Wheel of Eight. Na 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 na. Ooh, we love it. Song number three, Songbird Revisited. Cool. My sweet songbird What shall we play today? You find me In sweet peace and time 
welcome me to stay You come to my window And sing for me And oh, to touch you But I better just leave you be idea that was songbird revisited from joe borday the answer to my question who will be the next previous radio eight ball guest to win an academy award uh so and who knows maybe maybe it'll be vigo i mean i guess we he could be double vigo the songbird i'm sort of double but no no that's not who i'm thinking of i have a i have a different idea that was like it was so obvious at the beginning to me that I that I was like uh, maybe I need to think more clearly about it. You know, I want to like I went at the to the guests the listing of guests who've been on the show. And I was right. kind of looking through, but before I tell you what my idea was, I want to know some background on that song. So tell us a little bit about this song, where it's about this. This is kind of what happens in these in these interpretations. We want to get some personal detail about the writing of the song, or you don't have to tell us the story of it, but you can any anything that. Only you would know about it. Well, the song was written probably, it's one of the old, it's definitely the oldest song that I brought today. Probably written in 04. 
I remember what I was doing when I wrote it. Oh, yeah, that's exactly the kind of stuff I want to know. I was working at a guitar amplifier company called Matchless Amplifiers Mm -hmm. and uh, having a long, you know, sleepy day there assembling things or whatnot. And uh, I remember writing this song in my head first and then... uh, there was an ISO room where mm-hmm. we would uh, test the amps and quality control. And I, I think I went into that ISO room and, uh, and knocked the song out pretty much there. Wow. Um, and it's kind, of a, it's, it's kind of an unrequited love kind of theme. Uh, there's no specific... Uh, not a, it's not a reference to Fleetwood Mac? And it, I mean, it's not, in fact, there's a lot of songs called Songbird. Not just the Fleetwood Mac one, uh, and no, I wasn't thinking. Is it a reference Mac. to any other Songbird songs, or just is it just like it's a universal thing, like True Love or Sunset? Well, the revisited part of the uh, of the title, which is, the word "revisited" is not in the song, but that is a reference to a Stephen. That is a Stephen Stills reference to one of his songs. Which one? Bluebird. Revisited. Bluebird revisited. Okay, got it. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate that. Sorry, why, Stephen. Why would he not appreciate that? I don't know. Because I'm just. Are you, maybe I'm just. That's the stinking thinking. Are you? Are you? Are, do you know Stephen Stills? Or I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think that referring to one of his songs is one of the least bad things anyone's ever said about Stephen <laughs> Stills. <laughs> well, that's the only. That's the. That's as bad. That's as. And I love a critique as you'll get. Uh, to me, me, I mean, Stephen Stills was—he was my first favorite. Crosby, Stills, or Nash? Oh yeah, or Young? Really? First, yeah. I remember. That, I remember. Well, How, well, were you very young? Yeah, it was right. in, when I was in a, when I was a teenager. When I was in like when well, I was first learning to write and play songs. He's I was the 14 flashiest. Or 15. He's yeah. the flashiest. So and the y- combination of the Buffalo Springfield stuff. And then the Crosby, Stills, and Nash stuff and his first solo record. I got sort of all of those at right. once. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy is... It's staggeringly <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. It's just staggeringly good. And, uh, you know, there is an element of, uh, sh- of showy guitar playing yep. that probably didn't serve him well... In the long later, run. In yeah. the long run. Um, but... Uh, I don't know how anyone could deny uh, the, the the quality of the songwriting, especially uh, th- those uh, the Buffalo Springfield stuff. He was he was leaps ahead of uh, those other boys oh, yeah. in that band yeah. who caught up. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, well, I love uh, Rock and Roll Woman. Oh. And I love that riff. Yeah. In fact, ah, I should have played that one too. <laughs> That's a great one. I almost wore my Buffalo Springfield. Uh, Shirt. I would last year the Wild Honey folks tributed Buffalo Springfield. I was there. It was great. And uh yeah, so I still have my I was I almost wore the shirt. That's <laughs> synchronicity of averted. Well, I uh, got to see the real band uh at the Bridge School benefit in oh seven or something, oh six, oh oh eight, who knows when. Wow. But they reunited uh uh well not all of them because uh Richie Foray. Foray, Stills, and Young, uh, and I... Uh, no Jim Messina? No Jim Messina. 
and it was acoustic, which I really liked because you can really yeah. hear the vocals. Um, and the guitar, uh, the guitar solo showcase yeah. stuff is more subdued, but yeah. still, it was it was gorgeous. And it that's rained. how they that's how they do the bridge school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I do want to get back to my question, although I could just hang out here. I want to talk about Buffalo, like nerding out on Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo Springfield. I don't get to do that enough, uh, particularly Stephen Stills, because I feel like everyone wants to talk about Neil Young, and you know I not today. Yeah. Yeah. Not today. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I did want to say there's one thing it made me think of, and I think this is true of everyone except Neil Young in in uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young, is that if you just judge them by the best stuff they've done, they're the best. They're they're the best. They're as good as anyone ever. And it's that's one of the unfortunate <laughs> things about like that you sort of the industry and like want it. You know, like you have to sort of there's a, there's a unless like very few people have everything in their catalog is as good as their best stuff. And the ones who do are like, like I think that Paul Simon's an example of someone who's kind of like that, but his stuff is kind of easy. It doesn't like, it does, it ages better. Like the guy who sings those early songs, he's not singing like Roger Daltrey or Stephen Stills or using an instrument that is going to change on him so drastically. Whereas when I realized that I started singing quieter, (laughs) but, but, I was a screamer in my youth, uh, but and I still like a good scream from time from time to time. But I want to get effective. to my to my interpretation. So oh oh so song okay so that well that actually that still goes it still goes right. So one of the guests that we have had on oh first of all there was a line in it. Let me bring this up here. Though I know you're really not mine, I will always think of you this way. Totally sums up what I was talking about, about that feeling of pride, about Vigo being Ah, on stage like that. Right. And that's the way we feel about artists. Like, we see them at a show, or we have their record before anyone else did. Right. Or we serve them coffee, or meet them once, and then they're like, my my Vigo, right. <laughs> you know, like it's a th- you know, and there's and we have so there's an artist, so that just totally sap- uh, uh Yeah, in that. fact, in fact, this song works quite well in that regard. Those themes are actually in the song. The concept of uh, well, I don't own the songbird. The songbird yeah. kind of descends and and grants me a little bit. Blesses of time, me with their presence, but right. really, the the songbird uh, uh, belongs to. Uh, belongs to the world or the age or uh, right um, um and but w- the the person i was thinking of we have an artist who goes by bird sometimes okay in the bird and the bee ah and Ara george has been on yeah. the show once and well actually uh, twice as uh, she was on recently asking a question with uh, alex Lilly, and who's on, uh, an artist who's on her label and they're in the living sisters together and she's in the bird and the bee she uh was there a line about technology? Was there something about not needing or there being – or maybe it was just about come to my window and sing for me? Yeah, that's the line. And there's an idea of – so I don't know why I thought of win, a window, bird, and the bee. But I guess I was thinking – so she's – like the bird and the bee are very cinematic type music. Yeah. She is uh, – she's married to a director, uh, Jake Kasdan, who's the, the, the son of – I think – Lawrence Kazan's won one Academy Award. Let's mm-hmm. just say he has. I'm sure Let's he, say has. he has. Yeah, why not? And uh, so I'm just saying, if it, no offense to, like, I'd love to, if any of the artists who have been on the show listen to this and they're like, wait a second, that song was totally talking about me. You missed it. <laughs> That's probably true. But when I heard it and there was Songbird, the first thing I thought was, oh, 
I think Inara should be getting her uh, Oscar acceptance Let speech Let me ready. be the first to, the second to endorse Inara George <laughs> for the Oscars next year. <laughs> what, what? Uh, and if she doesn't have uh, a film that she's credited for, can somebody, producers listening out there, yeah, please put, involve her. Please put her in it, yeah. Uh, I would love to see that, and uh, God bless Inara. And uh, I'm oh. a big, big fan of her dad. Oh, oh yeah, well... Let's be well. Then we're gonna take just a little I bit longer. Talk about that because I, I, when I had her on the show, I just fell all over myself talking about like about her. But the reason, and if you, because I love Lil George, like to me, he's right there with me. At the same time, I was discovering Stephen Stills. Mm-hmm. To me, Lil George was one of those first who just he felt like he was all mine, and particularly Lil George, not just Little Feet, Lil George, mm-hmm. and I feel like she, like more than almost any child of someone Mm -hmm. she i'd like to think that i would know that she was his his child even if i detect there's something in the easy the first time i heard her you know she did that cover of how deep is your love with the bird and the bee and i listened to her sing it and there's this part where she gets so quiet Mm -hmm. and i'm just like that is the dna Ah, the musical dna to me of lowell and and then i also feel like the other thing she's done, I feel like she's surpassed him, you know, like as an artist, like he obviously was troubled. He, he, we lost him young and she has just gotten better and better and better and better and more generous and involving more people. And just, yeah, I, Hey, Lowell's got to be proud. Oh, he's got to be. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, yeah. Give me, give me chills, man. I love yeah, me I love too. me Lowell George. Yeah. Okay, well we're gonna have more great conversations, but we have uh, we have we're gonna have we gotta make room for our guests. So but this is a good this is a good sign. We're gonna have some fun synchronicity here. And I hope that anyone's listening sticks around for us for this whole week of musical divinations with Joe Borday. Cool. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>